0: Hey Colin, I have a movie pitch for you. Okay, I am. I let's, let's hear it. You want to know what people are really into these days? Yes, I do. Superheroes. Yeah. Okay. Superhero movie. Yeah. Using an underused Marvel character, Daredevil, yeah. and we take one of the most bankable stars in the world, uh-huh. Ben Affleck, oh. who loves the character. Really? And we have him play Daredevil. Uh. No, that
1: that's really yeah. No, that's great. Like, what could possibly go wrong there? Welcome to I Have Some Notes. This is the movie podcast where we take uh, somewhat popular, somewhat famous, and somewhat money-making movies that were terrible and make them so much better that they won't make any more money whatsoever. We're, uh, I have some notes as part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. My name is Colin McIntyre.
2: My name's Aaron Beaver.
1: I'm Greg Beaver. And I'm Scotty Bourgeois. Uh, the uh, film we have today to discuss for your listening pleasure is the 2003... Uh, this is the pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it was not all, like, smooshed together. Uh, this is Daredevil, the Ben Affleck version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess there's only two versions. It's not like there's like no, there's multiple versions. Who's, who's the guy in the new in the new? Who's the new Daredevil? Uh, uh, Charlie
0: Cox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. British, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, so this harkens back to an era, boys and girls, when American superheroes were Americans. <laughs> uh, you didn't have
0: your Benedict's Cumberbatch. Yeah, exactly. And your, <laughs> your Charlie's Henry Cox, Henry
1: Cavill's, and your Tom Hollands and your <laughs> your Christopher Nolan's and Patrick Stewart's and all those Hugh Grants. <laughs> <laughs> what not? Uh, which,
3: which superhero was he I don't know was it, was, wasn't he one of the Avengers <laughs> <laughs> he must have been uh, he was is, in there somewhere this is uh, your 2000
1: your 2003 superhero movie um, this was uh, this was yeah as I mentioned this was this was the fifth Marvel movie made uh, in this era this came after Blade X-Men Blade 2 and Spider-Man it was the third Marvel superhero movie that year again this was before back they were all connected stars Ben Affleck uh, as uh, as the titular character, Daredevil, uh, Jennifer Garner, Michael Clark Duncan, and Colin Farrell, uh, also John Favreau, who went on to launch the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes, did. with Iron Mans.
0: possibly l- learning all of the lessons he, <laughs> he needed yeah. from this movie yeah. to move on and yeah. do something different.
1: Uh, yeah, the movie uh, was written was written and directed by Mark Stephen Johnson, whose previous uh, credits including the uh, Academy Award winning Grumpy and Grumpier Old Men, which he wrote. Did not win any Oscars, in making that up. Uh, and directed, his directing credit was Simon Birch prior to this. Uh, what do you mean that was his, he had yeah. like a pseudonym? No that, no, no, that was the was movie, movie he made. It was called oh, Simon, Birch. Simon Oh, Simon It had Jim, right. oh, Jim Carrey in it, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huh. He went on to direct such wonderful films as Ghost Rider. Uh, the movie made uh, $100 million. It made $179 million on a $78 million budget. Uh, so it was considered a box office hit and Marvel and the Marvel people at the time were very excited about it and everyone loved it except us <laughs> <laughs> or maybe us or maybe we might have loved it at the time. But well, they, like, I
3: don't think the, 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 uh, it was very well received when it came Yeah, It was kind out. of was wishy-washy quite, criti- critical wise. Yeah. Um, I think it's like out of 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, but, um, we should we should point out something fairly important uh, sure. that we are we are reviewing the theatrical release. Yes, because this movie has a very famous uh, directorial uh, cut. Yes, that supposedly fixes a lot of the problems. Spoiler alert: it does not. <laughs> I watched both, and they're both a mess.
1: Yeah, so I own the director's cut. This this once upon a time was one of Colin's favorite movies. Uh, it is not so anymore. <laughs> um, the director's cut has this whole subplot with like Coolio, the rapper Coolio built into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which got completely removed in the, the in the in the in the theater cut uh, which makes me feel bad for Coolio. Part or does Leo. it? Does it? Are we are we sad for Coolio?
2: I don't think Coolio's done anything he got, wrong. He still
1: got he still got paid.
2: Yeah. So
1: he would have
0: been fine. And really probably let's be fair, made out better by not being yeah. in the final cut of the movie. Not not guilty <laughs> by
1: association. Yeah. Um, so you watch both versions? You watch, You actually watch the? I did. It's funny the that that
3: the the Coolio subplot is actually kind of, it, it's sort of integral to the whole plot. Okay. And in the theatrical version, they just kind of cut around it. Yeah. And and that's and I think that's part of the why the movie is more confusing than it needs to be. Okay. It's less confusing in the director's cut, but only just.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's still pretty confusing. It's a short movie. It's like ninety minutes long. So usually my complaint in this podcast is that these movies are too long. They need to be shorter. And this one's just like, what's going on here? There's like so much happening. Um, should we kind of go around and get, gather some, gather some thoughts, some with our radar, sonar sense about we sure. thought of this movie first before we start.
0: First and foremost, ripping this into is bits. this is a movie that's now what, 14, 15 years old? Yes, yeah. It did not age well. Uh, Special
3: effects are atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: looks like an early 2000s movie. Yes. Uh, and it's definitely suffering from what I'm going to call Matrixitis. think yeah. so. Where uh, a lot of the movies that came out just shortly post-Matrix were clearly influenced by the success of The Matrix. Oh, right. And like this is the, with the just kind of like the aesthetic and the fighting style. And this movie suffers from that very well, heavily.
3: Well, I think uh, Bullseye is wearing Neo's jacket.
0: Yeah, quite probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually never thought about that.
3: Just like so, rip, <laughs> ripped off. Uh, 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 those, those
0: are some of my initial thoughts on All like on the
1: wire the work, they're v- the excessively what? slow wire work.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah. You, you know, it's, it's funny. You're it's Peter like, panning it across the park. The aesthetic of the movie is
3: very confused. First of all, this is a very ugly movie. Yeah. from In just about all respects, like the, from the production design to the way it's shot, it's just it just looks gross. Um, and it, it, it's kind of a weird movie in that it's kind of almost of two or maybe even three minds. Like it's almost trying to be sort of, it's taking some cues from the Spider-Man movies uh, previous to it. But also weirdly um, sprinkling in some Joel Schumacher esque Batman elements to it, like there's that gear up scene where yeah, yeah, Daredevil yeah. just like yeah. starts gearing up, and you yeah. see all the weapons, Put and the belts and stuff like that, and Zip, it's click, well, boy, it ever, snap. It's so lame, uh, <laughs> and like, and the, but it also has sort of like this gritty down-to-earth superhero yeah. feel to it so it's it's just kind of like it's like the, the the aesthetic is just sort of a metaphor for the entire movie as a whole as it is just an enormous mess yeah
1: i kind of felt that way like i was even like kind of drawing a graph that was kind of like on, on on one side of the graph i've got dark and gritty the other side i've got like cheap like super cheese ball and it's almost like as the movie progresses it kind of it like oscillates in a wave where it's like goes really dark and grim and giddy and i'm lying on a church and i'm bleeding to like all of a sudden they're like Oh, we're having this fun fight in the park because you won't tell me your name. <laughs> and then it's like they the you inter- they, the first time you see like you really see like the uh the kingpin, they're like playing I'm an outlaw. Yeah. I'm like what is happening? <laughs> What's going on here? What happened to the dark bleedy church? What's going on? So yeah, yeah. cuz yeah, you're right cuz the the movie
3: starts off very dark. Yeah. And and it also kind of has did you notice that it almost has, kind of has two credit sequences at the beginning? Like, it's got, like, the, the Braille sequence, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then it cuts to that long pen up the church, yeah. and then more credits. Well, like, yeah, or, like yeah. why couldn't it just that. be the one?
1: They yeah. uh, ran out of Braille? <laughs> 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 they ran out of budget for Braille? Was, it, <laughs> was that kind of it? I don't know. Aaron, what do you think?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the kind of
1: groan
3: that I heard many times during the movie. Yeah.
2: Electra should have kicked his ass and shouldn't have been like he okay, so she didn't want to give him his name. He followed her, he grabbed her damn arm, like speaking and of then guys, he started a fight well. with her because That's
1: cute and adorable.
3: It's so Aaron, charmi- so, so <laughs>
2: charming when guys do that. <laughs> not creepy at all. <laughs>
0: Why won't you just give me your name? Hey, let's have a, like a kung fu fight. Yeah. Also, let's be fair. At that moment, Mac Murdoch outs himself as Daredevil to all of the kids in that yeah. park. Yeah, what's going because on? Because he's clearly a kung fu expert <laughs> and not a blind lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, talk about just like a stupid decision. Like, yeah. it's... Baffles me. It baffles me that they have a broad daylight superpower fight in the middle of a bunch of kids Every, playing in a park. The,
1: the, even like the whole the whole of Matt Murdock, even when he's a kid and he gets blinded by by the goop, it's kind of like he doesn't really hide the fact very well that he's got all these like extraordinary powers where he's just like walking up to people and challenging them to fights and trying to pick up chicks in a coffee shop. It's kind of like mm, don't think so. No, don't. Uh, you'd probably like want to hide that a li- yeah, little bit more. Yeah, at least
0: like in the Netflix show. Matt Murdoch is very good at I'm a blind lawyer yeah. until nobody's looking.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel like the Netflix producers had it easy because they could just basically the, the when while they were making the show, they probably just rewatched the movie yeah. over <laughs> and over and over and went like, Oh yeah, let's change that. Oh. Yeah. basically yeah, every yeah.
0: decision the movie made will do the opposite. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, he's uh yeah. A he's not a very yeah. Kind of grabby and kind of harassmenty. Yeah, I'm like, mm, that's a harassment. Mm, that's a felony. Yeah. Can can we
3: take a moment to just break down that coffee shop scene uh, a little bit further? Because sure. like when when <laughs> when he first uh, notices that uh, Electra is is near, he kind of makes this motion. Like he's sniffing? Like yeah. he, I yeah, was like, he like so he was like, did he like, smell her? Like that door. in and it of itself feels, feels kind of creepy. Yeah.
1: Or like, does she smell really bad? Like, can you? She, was her odor that pungent that she could smell him <laughs> outside of a cottage <laughs> yeah. shop in Manhattan?
3: I, I also didn't know that that was part of Daredevil's powers, it's that he had a smell? heightened sense of smell. Is that true? Is that uh, part of the yeah, lore? Yeah, so
1: as far as I know, the, the part of the lore is that he's all, all of his other... Uh, all of his other scents were hyper, were heightened to like super duper ability, but obviously with the sonar, like the radar thing, that's supposed to be obviously the strongest thing.
3: Yeah, you can still and in an, the Netflix series, that seems to be the thrust of his yeah. powers. Echo location is
2: cooler than yeah, he well, yeah, it precisely. I think that's <laughs> like, precisely why, because right it turns
3: out that when you just do sniffing actions on screen, it looks ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
2: And just really creepy. <laughs> yeah,
1: especially yeah.
3: When, it, when it's, like, a woman. Like, oh,
2: yeah. God.
1: Oh, God, <laughs> oh, yeah. The echolocation becomes kind of weird when he's, like, walking. Uh, when it's, like, like they do a really good job at the really beginning of the movie where it's, like, he's, especially when he's first blind. And, like, he's, all the, like, the things are going off in the hospital and the cars and all the other stuff. But then, like, later on when they're at, like, the, the party at the ball and he's walking up the stairs and it's, like, all this, like, cloud of smoke is interfering with his like radar sense. It's like is smoke that noisy? <laughs> cigarette smoke? It's kind of like oh god, not smoke. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Uh... Yeah, it's uh yeah,
3: it's kind of weird. Um, I kind of like the idea. Like he, he's there's a scene where he's up on the rooftop of Electra and and it starts to starts to rain. Yeah, and, and rain is it kind of increases his vision because of all the sound yeah. it's making, which is kind of a cool idea, but. At the same time, in the movie, they established, like, a lot of sound really kind of messes him up. Yeah. So I almost kind of think, like, wouldn't that be too much sound? Wouldn't yeah. it actually, wouldn't it be too much information? <laughs> You're too beautiful. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a subway going by, like, uh, made him sort of wig out for a little bit. So. Yeah. I
0: don't know. And yet he cranks his stereo in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's wouldn't it's he. a little can...
1: inconsistent here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Speaking of inconsistent, uh, his inconsistent morality, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. wherein he murders a dude, attempts to murder another dude, and then at the end of the movie, the guy he actually wanted revenge against, I'm too good to kill you. I'm above revenge. <laughs> is that, is that I'm his above only, murder.
1: Is that? Is that his body count? So like, the guy gets cut in half by the train. Yeah. That's, and then and one. then he throws
0: Bullseye out of a church, what which about, is at least attempted murder.
1: Oh, he, he beats up that guy in the apartment. Yeah, he only like, stops because they're a kid, kid. there. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't kill him, though. He just seems like he's just... Like hurt really bad, so uh, aggravated assault. Yeah, aggravated assault. Uh, I yeah, throwing bullseye through the window probably attempted murder. So yeah. was he dead or was he not dead?
0: Uh, no, bullseye survives. Oh, did he? But, survive? It's at, okay. but it's at least attempted murder.
1: Okay, yeah. So that
3: moment when he when he beats up the guy and and his son is is next to him. Yeah. Like, that is the first of many moments where things just sort of, like, come out of nowhere where he's like, I'm not the bad guy, kid. Yeah. And then he's on top of the roof in the rain crying. He's like, I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> I'm and, I'm not- like, I was like, why? You just, you just had a guy, you just cut a guy in half. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not... I'm and not this sure
1: is, where this is coming and, from. And this is assuming like he has all this stuff in gear. So it's we can assume that he's been daredeviling for quite a while. Yeah. And he's probably yeah. murdered yeah. a whole lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he didn't like, he
3: didn't he didn't just start murdering yeah. at cutting it's, a guy in half on a like,
1: railroad. Oh, look at this cool new outfit I got, <laughs> guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go murder some guys who are acquitted by the courts.
0: Yeah, if uh it would have been a better decision to have him just not kill people in the movie. Yeah. yeah. To more I understand on paper that they want to show him going through a journey where he beca- where he gets to be above that but maybe yeah. just don't, don't murder people it didn't yeah. work and it doesn't
3: work it doesn't work with how they I mean with the way that they structured his origin story it doesn't really it doesn't nope. work there either because his his dad wasn't really a bad guy he re, he rebukes the yeah. the uh, the bad guys mm-hmm. right before he dies so like there's no there's no reason for me to think that he's sort of conflicted about that. Because his, his dad was kind of like a good guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, sort of reluctantly, I, I mean, guess. He, oh, he, yes. like He
2: shook people down, but he didn't hurt them. He yeah. He just, like, threatened them, basically. Or it didn't show them him hurting them anyway. He just... Yeah. He was intimidating, so...
3: Yeah, the easy thing would to do would be for his dad to be a piece of shit, and he dies a piece of shit, and then yeah. Daredevil has to spend the rest of his life trying to um, correct that about himself or being concerned that he's also a piece of garbage, right? Yeah, well, if that's, again, if that's the plot that they wanted to tell or and, the story they wanted to and tell. And again,
0: <laughs> on on the flip side, you have the Netflix Daredevil where his dad is a stand-up guy and that helps shape Matt's morality. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's why he doesn't murder people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, was that not like just basically the the theme of like season two was of Daredevil it was just like well Punisher's the contrast like, Let's kill people well yeah that's like, the well, contrast yeah.
0: between him and Punisher is yeah. that Punisher kills people, kill and people. Daredevil <laughs> doesn't but, but, Daredevil. but also between
3: <laughs> him and Stick because Stick is like a, a An father figure yeah. for him and he's and he's uh, and he believes in violence uh, mm-hmm. much more than Daredevil does so that so the the Daredevil show does a great job of of. Uh, of peppering in all those sort of conflicting
1: yeah. Uh, influences. Yeah. influences. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the movie is kind of like, nah. And, and you know, being nah.
3: being an, a, vin- a vigilante is in itself a conflicting way of getting uh, justice. Well, right? and there is so the
0: inherent conflict in the character is yeah. that he is both – he both works for and above the law, yeah. which yeah. is interesting when it's executed properly.
1: Yeah. yeah, they didn't really touch on that all that much. It was basically – just, just well, like in the, the, in the, in the theatrical cut, room. like the, the priest, fact the that he's a lawyer is almost him... incidental. Yeah. yeah, like he's yeah. in the Is he?
3: I think he's only in the courtroom once in the theater. Well, and, yeah. and Foggy
0: right. Nelson, poor Foggy, has nothing to do in this movie. No,
4: he he's co- there. goes to coffee.
2: Yeah, he's there times. and and,
0: and like has a joke or two,
1: and that's yeah. it. Yeah. I want money. That's that's
2: his... he's he's there to bring the running joke about alligators in the it's like yeah. sewer. It was real funny
0: the fourth or fifth time
2: he did it. I Should have
0: talked about uh, mutant turtles in the sewer, ah. because uh, according to actual canonical Ninja Turtles lore, the turtles were mutated by the same goo that gave Mad Murdock. Oh, oh, really? yep. oh. Huh. there we go. Really? Yep.
3: There we go. I didn't even know that the turtles were like part of. No, they're Marvel. they're not. That's no. just, it
0: was, but it's like Eastman and Laird loved Daredevil, uh, yes. and yeah, so yeah. they tied in the origin stories. It's not. Official, but it is kind of official. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. But there's just a little bit of Ninja Turtles lore for you there.
1: Oh. Look at that. Yep. Someday we'll have Daredevil v- i would love Daredevil to see a Daredevil v- v- Ninja Turtles, Turtles <laughs> star <crossover>. Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, God.
0: No, no, I don't want to see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's done with Batman now, so like he can just go back to put on the horns again. The, the other horns. The horns lower down on the forehead, as opposed to up top. <laughs> Change the horns. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about... Um, <laughs> hashtag change the horns. <laughs> hashtag, change, change, hashtag change the horns, Ben. <laughs> change the horns, if you're <laughs> listening. Yeah, please tweet that out at Ben Ashler. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about, like, uh, should we talk about like what we uh, keep and what we cut in this movie? Sure. Uh, who wants to start? Well, um, I kind of...
3: I'm going to say I'm going to keep the hospital scene but I'm not really because in my version of it it doesn't stay but um, I, I like the hospital scene because I thought the with the, uh, the him waking up to like the, the bomb sounds and the bomb sounds being the, the IV drip I yeah. thought that was really clever and it was kind of like a, it was it was one of the few scenes where I was like oh this is really nicely done ah. Uh what else <laughs> <want> I... <laughs> and that's it no one has any real reaction to that nobody else liked that scene uh, I didn't <laughs> mind it it was fine
0: I certainly wouldn't cut it necessarily, but
3: (laughs) Um, I talked about the rain. I like that. The sort of, that he's the the rain heightens his senses. Um, and I like John Favreau in it. He's, he's, uh, you know, even though I made fun of his bad alligator jokes, he, he's, he's a good, uh, comedic, uh, presence and, and he kind of brightens up the movie a little bit. Uh, I could have done without all the disability shaming, but (laughs) that's just the movie in general.
0: Yep. um, I like a lot of the cast and I, I like feel like mm-hmm. I feel like they're done a disservice by the script and the directing yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like Ben Affleck is actually pretty good in this movie. And you can tell that he does care about the source material and he's trying to bring his A game, but he's being hampered by yeah. just being in a <laughs> in a crummy movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that Michael Clark Duncan is a really good kingpin especially considering Kingpin has nothing to do in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like he's he's practically wasted. Um I think Colin Farrell's good but weird in this movie. Like he makes some weird character choices yeah, he's, that... he's definitely
3: uh dialing it up to 10.
0: But, honestly, I yeah. think the the weakest uh, link in the cast is probably Jennifer Garner as Electra, honestly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I and think that's, that's not really her fault again, though. Yeah. I, and like, I agree. I, I agree. Feel, I feel like she her character's Written very poorly, and and even though she technically has a fairly major role to play in this film, she still doesn't really have that much to but do. But that
0: the weird thing is, you can say that, and Colin and I were talking about this before we started recording. You could say that about every yeah, character in this movie. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: a yeah. We, we, this, the movie it,
0: is so full of th- of people that yeah. they don't have anything to do. But it's do.
1: but it's weird because there's 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 even like the post the, the posters and the credits. It's like Affleck Garner. Michael Clark Dutton, Colin Farrell. There's only four people really in this movie. There's not that many people. And yet there's nothing. It's like none of them have anything to do. Yeah. And I wonder if that's maybe because, because it's all, it's got a 90-minute running time. I'm pretty sure half an hour of that is the origin. So basically yeah. now you've got an hour to cram in uh, Daredevil, Electra, Bullseye, and uh, Kingpin basically all at once.
0: And uh, I understand wanting to get kind of all of the notable Daredevil B characters into your movie. Yeah. And those are Kingpin, Electra, and Bullseye, who are his most notable antagonists, with Electra being kind of the Catwoman to his Batman. Yep. Um, But there's too much. Yes. (laughs) It's too much. And that, uh, at risk of dipping my toe into my cuts... I would cut one of them. I would either get rid of Bullseye or get rid of Electra. Yeah, yeah. And I would just have Kingpin and one or the other yeah. as your plot. Either yeah. Electra also going after Kingpin, and her and Daredevil coming to cross purposes because mm-hmm. they both think the other is working for him.
1: Yeah.
0: Or Kingpin knows Daredevil's coming after him and hires Bullseye to kill him. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and you just have one or the other. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's your story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pa- yeah probably a little bit too much. Aaron, what do you what do you think? Uh.
2: Yeah. I would. I. I think Michael Clark Duncan came off the best for me of all the. Even though, yeah, he didn't need to be there, but I think he did a wonderful job with what what he had. And he's a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Cut the playground scene because it's (laughs) creepy
3: and stupid. Oh, yeah, it's dumb. (laughs) That's super dumb. Yeah, it might be one of the
1: worst meat cutes that's
3: ever been put (laughs) to film. Yeah.
1: See I like I actually I like that scene better than the coffee shop scene and the reason the coffee shop scene bugs me is that uh, Electra walks in and from the time that it takes Ben Affleck to get up and walk over to her which is maybe 6 seconds she's already seated and has a coffee. Yeah.
4: <laughs> how did, <laughs> how did <laughs> that happen so quickly? I'll
1: tell did she what, not stand in line? Did she grab someone else's coffee? <laughs> did she beat someone up?
3: I'll uh, tell you what bothers me about that coffee coffee maybe is, Maybe this is a question for our American friends. Uh, do your coffee shops have ketchup and mustard at every table?
1: Oh, I never <laughs> thought about that.
4: I
3: don't because that's weird to me. Maybe they were at a cafe yeah.
0: that serves sandwiches. We don't know.
1: Hmm, that seems weird.
0: We will now investigate I, I, think all some, the cafes I feel like
1: someone in diners. Someone
3: wrote that that uh, mustard gag and then they are yeah. like oh they're going to be at a coffee shop and they're like nah I'll just keep it whatever yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for my keeps I'm why has no one talked about this uh, the costume the costume's amazing I love the Daredevil costume
0: uh, I like the new Daredevil costume better See, but, okay,
1: so really? Really, here's think... the thing, though. And, and that
0: might be, and that might totally be, like, I've seen Charlie Cox in the Netflix Daredevil costume. It looks cool. Yeah. And now looking back at the Ben Affleck one, I'm like, oh, that's kind of corny. Ah, but so here's, here's
1: but so, and then, again, this is, this is 2003, Colin, uh, coming to, during the podcast. Yeah. So you think, like, this was kind of back at the time, again, the movies that we'd seen, for us, for us, for us young comic book nerds, the movies we'd seen prior to this were the Batman movies. With their atrocious nipples. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Supermans which were yeah, Supermans are Supermans, but I mean there was Blade and there was X-Men. So so we kind of Spider-Man. Uh Spider-Man. Spider-Man was pretty was pretty bang on for the Spider-Man movie. But like and but like seeing like the Daredevil costume for me, like even the first time was like, okay, look, look, it looks like Daredevil. It looks cool. It's red. But it's still kind of like the leathery, you know, like it looked like a movie superhero costume. Yeah. Would leather um, be
3: the greatest thing for an acrobat? Oh no, it'd be the worst. <laughs> You'd be sweating it would be the like worst. A- so <laughs> much chafing. I guess, I guess, Ooh, I guess that's, that's why during most of the stunts he's computer animated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, but I, I but I, see, even to this, I, I, still, I still love the costume. I think it looks really, really cool. Uh, although it does bug me that um, for most of the movie, uh, Ben Affleck slash Ben, he's too lazy to do up the collar. So he's just like walked around like pop popping collar and then when he only when like he gets punched in the throat with like the, the the bowl at the church he's like okay now I'm getting serious and like snap 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 does, yeah. up, like, does up the collar. It's like were you just like phoning it in before? Yeah, like okay. what's going on? This is his uh, I am
0: not left handed moment. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. he to make sure that he uh, wasn't creating any sort of drag, uh, air drag with that uh, <laughs> pop collar. Exactly. Uh, and like the cast I, I like everyone in the cast. I think I think Everyone again, I think I think everyone is 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 hampered by a woefully terrible script, uh, which we'll kind of talk about. I think as we'll all talk when we get into the cuts. Uh, I like everyone. I think everyone's good, uh, and I think again, I like to kind of like think of this in like the historical context of like you know Ben Affleck was a hot young actor at the time. This was actually Jennifer Garner's uh, first like co-starring role in the movie because oh, at yeah. the time she's doing Alias, yeah, and she's winning awards doing Alias, and she's like the hot action star like, JJ Abrams, like protagonist, so it was kind of like, Oh, Jennifer Garner's in the movie, cool. So it was kind of like a thing at the time, but I liked everyone in the movie, everyone's great. Uh, I don't think there's a single character I don't like, except for maybe like young Mac Murdoch, he's kind of a weird kid, yeah. But, it's hard, to but yeah, whatever, he's a kid, yeah. yeah. Child
3: he's actors cool. are good, child actors are hard to find, yeah. So we won't, yeah, maybe we won't ding him too hard for that, and you know, no he's a kid, so I don't worry. yeah, we will not cut you, <laughs> young Matt. <we're> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, okay. So, what, what what are we cutting? Even I think we're all cutting the same thing.
0: Well, as I mentioned before, I'm cutting either Bullseye or Electra. Yeah. Uh, are you I leaning
1: towards either one?
0: Uh, honestly, I would. If I had to choose between the two, I'd cut Bullseye. Okay. Because I think so too. That way, you get you get the more <gasps> interesting dynamic of. Daredevil v Electra. Yep, you get the little kind of be romantic story. Take out the the weird coffee shop and and uh, <laughs> playground play stuff. But you yeah. can you can find a, another way to have them have a little kind of weird romance. Yeah. Um, then you can have like, don't murder her. Just have. Oh yeah. yeah. Or or murder her. I'm even okay with that because then you give Matt more reason to really Scott likes be, bloodlust. Be after uh, Scott, Kingpin. Scott's change. Murder but, everybody. But also, but like even my original thought was don't don't murder her. Let them both team up against Kingpin at the end. But yeah. as I was literally saying that, it dawned on me. Oh, but if you've had more time with Electra in the movie because you don't have to worry about Bullseye, then her death has a little more impact and it gives Matt more of a thrust to go after Kingpin if he's killed the lady that he likes who is also after him. The um, the her her at risk of fridging an interesting female yeah. character. I think I think Absolutely
2: I think fridging female character.
1: <laughs> I think I think killing off kind of goes back to the point about like they're basically trying to put all of the daredevil like basically all the years of all the iconic yeah. daredevil into the and movie. and I mean in the yeah. comics she does get killed yeah. and then gets back. Well, and, and especially yeah. like and it that that even scene is actually um, it's kind of there's a little bit of a I guess it's kind of infamous uh, as well within comic books because. Um, the scene in the comic books, like you know, where Bullseye kills her with her own mm-hmm. Um they the comic books authority code would not let Marvel show the, the sigh coming out her back. So, so they so they went back and redrew it and just showed it like kind of like just like poking out her costume, and it's like this iconic. It's like an iconic scene within like Daredevil comic book lore. Hmm. So that was sort of like like oh look, we're putting this in the movie, like this scene that you probably our Daredevil fans had seen. You know, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of and so that's why kinda of why so they do go. that as well. Here,
0: here you go. Here's my pitch then. Okay. you, you don't have Electra die in this movie Yeah, they both work together they take down Kingpin agreed your sequel movie because this movie was better and deserves a sequel mm-hmm. you have Bullseye <laughs> show up maybe Fisk has hired him from prison yeah. he is the main antagonist and then he kills there Elektra. we no, go got your iconic moment it's yeah. even more built up because yeah. you've gotten to know Electra over a whole movie yeah you like her she's great and it's like holy crap Bullseye just killed that lady yeah and yeah. now Daredevil is all like I'm gonna throw you out of church when <laughs> like yeah it's an earned moment there. yeah I agree. No, I agree with that. Uh, there
1: actually was, uh, they actually had planned to make a sequel. Yes, they, they did. did Electra, they did They did the Electra movie afterwards, and they were still planning to do a Daredevil movie, and then Electra bombed, so, ka- bombed, bombed very so badly and yeah. ended I know, that. I know I, see, I saw
3: the Electra movie in theaters, but I don't
1: remember. You saw it. this a in single theaters? single thing about it. This is because yeah, your subconscious she... mind has erased it from your memory. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's like, like past it's trauma. It's a defensive, it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, defensive thing. <laughs> Greg, what would you cut out of this movie? Uh,
3: well, I mentioned the Joel Schumacher-esque elements of it that I I just hate because I don't like Joel Schumacher, um, and I would I wouldn't necessarily cut bullseye, but I would cut bullseye's grandma murder scene, uh, mostly because oh, yeah. it's uh, it's sort of redundant because there's already a scene prior uh, with him in the Irish bar where he kills someone, so we already oh, yeah, know. Yeah that he's a bad guy so we don't and need... he's
1: lethal with tiny things yeah, <laughs> tiny yeah we got
3: we got the information we needed so that yeah the other thing i would really I, I really disliked was um in the ball um there's when Elektra and daredevil are dancing together uh electra says i wish you could see me tonight i'm like Oof, that is woefully insensitive <laughs> So I would definitely <laughs> cut that line. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, I would, but I'm blind. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and they're like a good, like in, in Matt Murdoch on this version, he's just like, yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: my my actually my favorite scene actually out of that my favorite sequence out of that that whole kind of like uh, thing there is actually not till afterwards where her like your dad runs out and gets into the limo. And then she follows him, but then the guy like the, the bodyguards are like, Hey, you can't come in here as if like yeah. if he's like the like this like giant mob boss, they probably know who his daughter is, and she like punches the guy in the face. It's kind of like, <laughs> I think she'd probably know. Yeah. If you didn't know, like, yeah. If that would be would be a fireable offense. <laughs> uh, I
0: I'm pretty sure. Uh one thing you brought up we've been talking around Bullseye, and we didn't really bring him up before. One thing that I would cut is his costume. Is his, Even if I wasn't cutting bullseye, I'd change his costume. His crazy, crazy coat. Was, like alligator the coat. alligator coat. Mostly yeah. specifically the fact that he's carved his symbol into his yeah. forehead yeah. just to announce to the world, hey, I'm a very recognizable, famous murderer. I, yeah.
3: I kind of I like that about his character, though, that he was just like, he was so into his own thing. Like he, like, he was he's like, he's like I'm, I'm he's like, I'm bullseye, I never miss. I got the bullseye right in my head and like all those things. I also like that there's, a, there's that one little moment in the church fight scene where Daredevil uh, throws his uh, pole thing at him and hits him directly in the bullseye. And I was like, ha, that's funny. (laughs) He could have
0: kept, like, the the beanie hat he was wearing at the beginning and just had a bullseye symbol on that. And it would have been a nice little nod to the original character's outfit Does the, and it wouldn't have been ridiculous <laughs> yeah they read like the the comic book
1: costume is basically it's just he's basically wears i think it's like all black yeah, he's got a black outfit black, with black, like a white bullseye with a yeah, white okay. bullseye on his like in his forehead so yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. so i'm sure it was one of those things that it was like should we have him have a little mask i know let's just carve the bullseye yeah, they were, into his they edgy. Yeah, it's they
3: kind of goofy it's, yeah.
2: edgy about it's, it's it. the the early version of Jared Leto car- having damaged tattooed yeah. on his forehead.
1: It's goofy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aaron, what are you? What are you cutting? You mentioned you're cutting. You're cutting the playground scene. Yeah, well, that's what. Else, what else are you cutting?
2: Um. All I can think of is that stupid playground <laughs> scene. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> this know, blind like, man and this
3: lady
0: are fighting. Here. <laughs>
1: First of all, where where are the teachers in this playground? Yeah, Where's so like, the adult all,
0: supervision? Why aren't the kids going? Where did all these trapeze wires come from? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it is some real bad wire. Is you. that the same <laughs> playground from the Matrix? From Matrix
3: Reloaded? Maybe. I've got one more question before we get to break here. Like, sure. Does does Foggy understand that um, Matt Murdock has like some something special about him?
1: I don't think no. so because he
3: seems to be because like he he watches Matt Murdock do a lot of things a blind man wouldn't be able to do yeah and he's and he seems to be just like, it's like mm, yeah it's got a good sense of smell, maybe I guess.
0: maybe he's just the only blind guy that Foggy Nelson knows and he assumes all blind people are like that yeah, yeah I, and they always have all this got crazy super sense super, super sensitive. I
2: kind of thought they made Foggy really dumb yeah where like at least on the TV show. I don't know. It's less. He's Foggy more of like in a, the
3: TV show is kind of like Daredevil's conscience. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, is and is really
0: good in the TV show yeah. because of that. Yeah. And yeah. he's
2: a yeah, and he's a professional. He's good at his job. Yeah. He's yeah. not just some dummy pouring <laughs> mustard in someone's yeah. A blind Actually, man's in, coffee in the a complaining
1: co- about like why are we getting paid with money, Matt. In uh, in the, the
3: director's cut, Foggy's even stupider because there's a a, um, a courtroom scene where Foggy is left alone. By Matt Murdock in the courtroom, and he's left to try and lawyer by himself, and he's terrible at yeah. it. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, why? I don't.
3: I feel like
0: that's probably, yeah, weird.
2: John Friver a likable enough guy, but they just made him an idiot yeah. in this movie. I don't yeah.
0: Know. Nobody's brought up uh, Ben Urich. Oh, yeah. Like, at all. Like none of us have mentioned him up until this oh, point. Oh yeah, that's
3: because his role in the movie is t- entirely pointless, almost. Kind yeah, of. there's not. He
0: doesn't really do anything. Other it than would have, like an interesting hey. movie, and maybe this was kind of part of the concept. Would have been following Ben, following the trail of Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. But we don't have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's kind. He's kind of doing that in the
3: director's cut. He's got more to do because he's he's connecting the the case that they're working on to kingpin um and i think he's still doing that in the in the theatrical cut but you don't really get as much information yeah
0: there's a point in the theatrical cut where uh late in the movie uh daredevil's beating up kingpin and the police are on their way and kingpin's like they're coming for you (laughs) and daredevil's like haven't you heard words out on the kingpin and it's like no there, it yeah. isn't. Nobody <laughs> knows that he's the Kingpin what? except for you. Really? And so I'm wondering, in the director's cut, is that because Ben Urich has written a story about Kingpin at this point and has gotten the word out?
3: He very clearly hasn't because he writes a story at the end of the movie, yeah. right? Yeah, and so I'm wondering no, cause if he, that cause was... because Daredevil says... I, I literally just watched it because I watched the, the uh, director's <laughs> cut right before we came here. And, he, and Daredevil says, he says, I hear it on the radios. So he... he, he He doesn't, there's no story or anything like that. He's just like, they're coming for him because Daredevil says he hears uh, the police are coming for him on the police radio. Even
0: so, how did they find out he was the kingpin?
3: Well, Mm. um, in the the director's (laughs) cut, it's because of Foggy, basically.
0: Okay. Foggy sort of. So Foggy pays off in the director's (laughs) cut, not as much in the DXL version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I wanted. To, there was one other thing but that would have been a good use for Ben. Have Ben expose Kingpin. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then. Yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. That pays that off at least.
1: Yeah. Well, there we go.
3: There's another moment where were the movie is setting up the big final fight between Daredevil and and Kingpin, right? And uh, Kingpin's talking to his lieutenant, um, and he learned. The lieutenant tells him that Bullseye's dead, and Kingpin says he'll be coming here. And he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Cause that's what I would do." And like at this point, Kingpin doesn't even know that Daredevil knows he's the Kingpin.
0: And also, why? Like, Bullseye is a terrible employee because he just spills all the beans. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only reason Daredevil knows that yeah. Fisk is the Kingpin is because Bullseye is like, "Oh yeah, yeah Fisk is yeah, totally the like, Kingpin." Exactly. So there's no way. For and he's kingpin, responsible for everything you hate. So there's no
3: for, there's no way for Kingpin to know that. But yet it like yet because the movie needs to have them fight they just kind of shoehorn it in there very awkwardly initially.
1: Yeah. He's also like a terrible kind of like contract cuz he's just like, "Yeah, I'm going to I I am going to fight. I'm going I'm killing you for free." Also, marketing back to the Joker is like if you're good at something, never do it for free.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing on Kingpin. What the fuck was his goal? Um, what crime was he trying to commit? What was evil. he doing? Yeah. <laughs> his goal he wasn't, is... I thought it was littering with vague. all his flowers. He wasn't doing yeah. anything, which is, like, I mean, that's why everything is so flat in this movie, because nobody, like, ev- everyone's purpose and, and goals are not clear
1: at all. Yeah. it's it's it, well, they mentioned something to that. It's like, oh, he's controlling all the crime in New York City, but you never get a sense that, like... You never
3: see it happen. Yeah, there's
1: there's never this sense of... of that New York City and Hell's Kitchen is going to hell, and it's like all these people are miserable, and because all this stuff is happening, yeah. it's like why is like who's going to save us, sort of thing. Like you just get a sense of like oh, everyone's going for coffee, yeah. <laughs> Pass the honey. Things are okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Every once in a while, in an and alley, all the, someone's getting beat up, and they're yeah. and they're all like, the kids they're like the are like loosely, loosely connected, connected to King, King yeah, until
1: lawyers and <laughs> lawyers and Jennifer lawyer Garner should. start showing up and start uh, <laughs> start uh, start fighting. Um, yeah. Um, my my cut in this movie, um, this is a cut sl- and uh, a cut slash quasi change. But we're gonna get to the changes after the break. I'm going to cut all of the dialogue, all of
2: it, <laughs> I
1: every have, single. Is so silent. A silent this is a silent movie set to early 2000s pop metal, and the only dialogue is like Mr. Bean's grunts. <laughs> it's just nickel pack and fuel yes, and, and Eminem's yeah. that's it. There's no more dialogue. Uh, but I but I do think I do think uh, in all honesty, you do need to figure out. Like Electra or, or Bullseye. I think keeping Electra makes the better movie, and mm-hmm. getting moving Bullseye to the sequel, but um, you'll never get. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So we will. So you mentioned uh, so um, Foggy Nelson not being uh, very good at his job. Uh, if there is something, uh, if he wanted to change careers, he could go to ATB because ATB is hiring. <laughs> uh, so not only were they just named the number two company in Canada for Canada's best places to work. Uh, They're also taking a deep dive into some weird, uh, cool, creative, wacky stuff. So, uh, if your name is Foggy Nelson, or if it's not named Foggy Nelson, uh, go to ATB.com, check out their careers, and you'll find something really cool for yourself. So, go check them out. And we'll be back after this break. Welcome back to I Have Some Notes, Daredevil 2003 edition, the not good version, <laughs> but also the shorter version. Yeah, uh, mercifully shorter. <laughs> two hours as opposed to two seasons. Uh, we've talked about uh, our keeps and our cuts, and we've kind of talked about what we do to make this a, a, a better movie, but now we here around the writers-producers table uh, have been hired by uh, 22nd Century Fox to fix this movie, and we're going to fix it by gum. Uh, so who wants to, uh, Aaron, you you've got your pen ready does, to go.
0: Does oh. Daredevil, has that reverted back to Marvel then? Well, it must've for the next oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I think yeah. Well, so, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah. And now. also because, you know, Fox sold off all of its properties to Disney. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, Thanks, that's not, guys. that's not closed yet, I don't think. No. I, th- Is it not I thought it was. Yet? Okay. Th- yeah,
1: Could be wrong. it's Technically. The um, I know for like the like the Netflix show, it's actually the official title is Marvel's Daredevil. Yeah. As to like kind of like Fox's Daredevil, but fair <laughs> enough.
0: Sorry, Aaron, I didn't mean to interrupt. No,
2: no, no, it's fine. Um, mine, it's got holes in it, but that's I, okay. I, Daredevil <laughs>
1: has
3: yeah, I Daredevil know. has holes. <laughs> yeah, it's if true. You, if you reduce the, the holes by fifty percent, you're
2: doing pretty good. There we go. Well, I just wanted to give. So I guess I kind of. I kept all of the characters but I kind of I wanted to give Electra a point because why does she why does she have these skills? They never go into that. She's just has size. She's been training she's with a new them?
1: sensei every year since she was a certain Oh, I age. forgot that, yeah. But for reasons but why is she doing but that? But why? Fitness. I ah, guess. I don't know. <laughs> kids need a thing, kids need stuff to do. Yeah. It would have been
0: yeah. <sighs> You kind of need to introduce the Hand if you're going to introduce Electra, right?
2: Yeah. Maybe, yeah.
0: Also, by wait, the way, ninj- why the Ninja Turtles fought the Foot Clan, the Hand Ninjas. Okay. Hey. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I don't know if this is any good. I just wanted to give Electra a point. No, and I think I also don't really follow the comics, only like yeah. tangentially.
1: They, um, yeah, the they, the movie really glosses over. It just kind of just doesn't even touch on, on this. But, like, yeah, there is – she's a trained assa- – she's actually a trained assassin in the comic book, Yeah. Which would have been very cool to kind of implement.
2: And I kind of did because that's all I know about her. I skipped the ninja thing, but – so I thought, like, if you could somehow tie – because her and – if you could make her and Matt kind of mirrors of each other. So if, they, mm-hmm. if you tied their origin stories together um, – like, I thought if, um, somehow if you had, like, Matt's dad shaking down her dad, and then they dad. get killed somehow, huh. um, then they both have kind of similar origin stories, but he has his faith, and, like, his dad was a good guy, so he goes one direction, goes to law, and becomes, I guess, a vigilante, and she goes and becomes an assassin, mm-hmm. it explains why she has skills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I one like thing that. that
3: I was really confused about because, like, they... Because she's established in the story as being an exceptional fighter, right? Yeah. Not just Not just that she can fight, but exceptional, and it's kind of weird that, like, she's this exceptional fighter, but you don't really get a sense of why. Yeah.
2: Or... Um, and so, somehow, like, I don't know, somehow she would... Uh, yeah, they both vowed revenge. Um, they can meet up, they can fall in love, but she doesn't know he's Daredevil and she's wor- they're working kind of on opposite sides. Um, they have a confrontation. Fisk can sell, send Bullseye. Bullseye can be, be in it, maybe, but just, like, in a smaller capacity. Like, he's just an assassin that sure, Fisk, yeah. Fisk, so Fisk... He's under- more
3: of, like, a minor villain. Yeah, he's,
2: yeah. and Fisk understands that now Daredevil and Elektra are both a risk to, to him, and so he wants to get rid of them. They have a big fight. I didn't re- really want to kill her off, because I don't like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need to die, So, but they, they defeat Bullseye, but then he goes on and has his final confrontation right. with Fisk. The ending can kind of follow the same lead, but now we have a point to these characters... Yeah, <laughs> I, mean,
3: I, I like I like marrying. You're talking about marrying their storyline, which is sort of essentially what I did as well. Because yeah. um, I think it's it, like there's actually an, a good opportunity with um, their stories to sort of parallel each other. Uh, because in in the film, Electra's dad is kind of like a sort of underhanded, shady guy, and mm-hmm. Daredevil's dad was also also sort of like an underhanded, shady guy, even though he kind of. Redeems himself. Actually, Electra's dad is sort of like he's trying to get out of being yeah. a crime boss. I want out. Mm. I want out, Fisk. So, um, like, like one of my biggest issues with this movie uh, is that it it tries to be both an origin movie as well as a, an established hero movie. Yeah, like it tells like the the origin tale happens at a very succinct part of the movie. It's just like first act, boom, done. And then it's and then we move on to like, what almost feels like an entirely different movie. Yeah. Um, w- what I would prefer that they do is to to uh, dole out that information about Daredevil's past uh, sort of gradually. So rather than er, er, uh, like like uh, elect, because Elektra's um, plot is very similar to Daredevil's, you can ex- we can experience. Uh, Matt Murdock's past through Elektra like it, you know things that are happening to her remind him of his past so we kind of see things through flashbacks yeah, ra- and and things like that so, so rather than having the whole the whole uh, origin tale told yeah. right at the beginning of the movie
0: yeah i think that makes sense Scott? I'm going to build on your guys' stuff. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. And the first thing I'm going to do is cut Bullseye. <laughs> um, because he is superfluous to this plot. Um, I like the idea of, and I even said before, I like the idea of keeping Electra over Bullseye. Um, and you you definitely you tie in their stories together. You, uh, I like the idea of cutting out the origin story, but then having it like cutting it out as as its own separate entity, but then having uh, Matt kind of reliving it as Electra goes through similar circumstances. I like the idea of having them be at cross purposes to start because both of them think the other is working for Fisk. And this is where I'm going to bring in Ben Urich. Have Ben Urich looking after these two vigilantes who are working in Hell's Kitchen, and he thinks they're responsible for all the problems. And when he finally catches up to them, he gets brought on board as part of the team to find out who the kingpin is. And he's the one who ultimately leads them to kingpin. Hmm. Okay. Because yeah. because otherwise you have, because without Bullseye in the movie, you don't have an exposition dump where a guy just randomly says, oh, by the way, he's the big boss. Yeah. 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 So, so you, you get a little more investigation right. as they're both trying to find out who the kingpin is so, they're fighting each other so they're not actually investigating it yeah. and then when yurik catches on to the kingpin he's the one who leads them there
3: right mm-hmm. so like basically like daredevil and electra are sort of like they're each other's mid-level boss in the yeah. movie yeah and then
0: when when yurik turns them on to who the real kingpin is that's when we we move towards our act three up. Mm-hmm. yeah
3: <laughs> the other thing i think is like chiefly important to to tweak in this movie is that Fisk has to have a reason to dislike Daredevil and possibly Elektra as well. So like Daredevil's gotta like foil one of his a uh, crime plans at yeah. some point, like mm-hmm. early on well, in the movie.
0: For that matter, he needs a more I think that he needs a more defined and established end game. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, for sure. And then Daredevil and Or of
3: McGuffin or something. And then Daredevil and or foil it. Yeah.
0: And that's why he's like, We need to deal with these yeah.
3: people give him his own magic briefcase and, uh, <laughs> It's
1: whatever. some sort of magical cube device <laughs> yeah which would... shoots a blue laser into the sky <laughs> well, yeah you know the know do the drill. sky you know the laser aliens from space that sort of stuff yeah <laughs> yeah no i th- uh, yeah i think um yeah just like basically can- can- like connecting these people a little bit better Cause, yeah, yeah. cuz they're not yeah. connected right now and right?
0: i think i think another way to get to make things more personal between Uh, certainly Matt, who, let's be fair, is our main character in this movie, and Fisk, and to tie in Foggy better, is when Fisk figures out what's up with Daredevil, he maybe goes after their law firm.
2: Yeah.
3: Right, yeah.
0: Like, not necessarily like, I'm going to go beat up Foggy Nelson, but, like, he starts, like, leaning on their law firm. Or, if you really wanted to make things crazy, have Fisk hire their law firm. So Matt's now working for and against the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's an interesting Maybe thing. Maybe that's where... why,
3: that's why Yurik thinks that, that, uh, that the vigilantes are like, are sort of in on it or whatever. Yeah. Because he's kind of finding like these little pieces of evidence that like this law firm is connected to Fisk and like, I feel like Daredevil's connected to the law firm somehow or something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and you could even have Foggy have picked up the Fisk account against Matt's like, because Matt's been off daredeviling and Foggy can be like, you're never around. I got this really sweet contract for this this kingpin yeah. guy. Yeah,
2: because he keeps going on about how they're getting paid in fish yeah, yeah, and yeah. chickens and yeah. stuff. And, and,
0: yeah. and Matt can be like, oh no, yeah. but has to keep up the pretense mm-hmm. while also kind of working behind the scenes against Fisk. There's an interesting like yeah. conflict can, of character you could right even, there.
1: even, uh, uh, in this kind of, I had some notes. I had my my ideas were dumb. I like your guys' <laughs> um, But like but I the one idea I maybe I maybe I had was was the again, tying everything together and building on top of what you guys have said. Uh is kind of having uh you know, having you know this this you know, this this conflict between um Daredevil and Elektra. Um, you know, maybe yeah, maybe having her like having her dad get knocked off and, you know, she's coming my idea was basically establishing that, that, that Matt and Electra knew each other from a past life. Mm. And now she, she left, and now, now her father's been murdered. She comes back into, into Matt's life. So it's like, oh, God, Electra's here. This is great. Um, but obviously he has this daredevil thing that he's doing he doesn't want to know about. But then obviously he meets her as now this trained assassin. And he's, so he's, he knows about the kingpin. He's trying to build this case about the kingpin, but now actually has to protect the kingpin from Electra, so Electra doesn't kill him. At the same time, now Foggy's hired. Foggy's hired the kingpin, or the kingpin's hired him. So it's like you put Matt in this in this position where he's like, he's very much against the kingpin, hates the kingpin, everything he's worth. But now he's trying to protect, keep this Electra woman from murdering him until he's brought him to justice. Mm. At the same oh, time, yeah. now he's like, yeah. but now he's and like, also
0: and also not trying to. And conflicted now on both sides because he hates the Kingpin but has to protect him from being murdered. Yeah. And he loves Electra, but is trying to prevent her from getting revenge on Fist. That's somewhat yeah. similar to
3: how the show works, right? Yeah. 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 Kind of sort of yeah. 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 But Yeah. Well the show Noble's executed right. a better plot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, certainly I, I, in season I, I, one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But I, yeah, but I think I think yeah, if you just if you just strengthen up those ties between the different characters and yeah. actually gives them like yeah, what's 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 Kingpin's endgame? Why is he it's you know, just why, eve. Why, why does yeah. Why does so, Daredevil so hate much him? Why s- does he hate Daredevil?
0: Well, Daredevil hates him because he's responsible for all the crime in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. but in he's the in the current devil. movie, he's foiled the plot. Doesn't he doesn't feel really, personal yeah. he doesn't yeah.
3: really know who Kingpin is right until the end. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, it doesn't. There's no weight to that final fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, we're making this a musical, right? Obviously. Sure. Yeah. Actually, speaking of
3: music, I had. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had a a, a little tweak that I wanted to make because in the in the final uh, fight sequence, Fisk and Daredevil are fighting. Yep. And there's a moment where Daredevil is almost defeated. And then he sets off like a sprinkler or something, or is yeah, it like yeah. a water tank yeah. or yeah, like whatever? Anyway, water you know, it's because thing. like they established early on in the movie that the rain helps him see, so now there's rain everywhere and now he can see Fisk better. The only problem with that is that they there's uh, there was no sort of um, indication earlier in that fight that he couldn't see very well. Yeah. Right? So I thought what well, might be cool is like early on in, in, in the movie, uh, perhaps the scene where uh, where Fisk and uh, and Daredevil or uh, sorry Bullseye maybe not Bullseye because he's cut from this film but he, <laughs> he has a, <laughs> when a he, underling when, Fisk when Daredevil under- fights Ben Urich <laughs> Fisk, Fisk is in his office and he's talking to some sort of subordinate uh, and showing off he's because he's an eccentric guy he's showing off his love of music and he's talking about his his room. He loves his office because it's perfectly soundproof, or something like that. Like, oh, like because the
0: acoustics in it are just right. That's yes, right, so and that's yeah. what messes with. That's Max. right. When
3: Daredevil gets to fight, then he's kind oh, of. Oh, that's flying. actually
0: really smart. I like ah, that. I know it's, be-
3: it's because <laughs> this podcast is great, and <laughs> we're great at fixing things. So that way, when you, yeah, when the sprinklers go off, and suddenly you can see, and then you get that that you know, sort of super and then so that way the the rain thing's properly set up, and the and
1: the final fight is probably set up earlier. Mm. Okay. I like that, and we don't. And Electra stays alive, right? Well, not even through the first movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first yeah. movie. Said, okay, this is good because I, I, forgot, I forgot about one of my major cuts, and I hated this even about the original when I watched originally. That uh, Daredevil gets stabbed through the shoulder, is lying on the ground forever. Uh, Electra gets so if we're if we're moving Electra getting killed, which means she doesn't get stabbed through the chest, but then still somehow crawls over to Matt, who has not moved in all of uh, ten minutes <laughs> with his little shoulder injury. <laughs> but Electra yeah, but they, stays alive, that and makes sense. Then he happy.
3: eventually he psychs himself up yeah. and just fights anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, but at like the beginning
3: look. of the movie, they say he, his life was flashing before his eyes. Oh, that's true. It's like, how, how dead was he not? I don't <laughs> get it, movie. You're <laughs> so confusing electric,
1: me. Electra stays alive. There's no bullseye. Bullseye's gone.
0: Colin's making notes. I'm right
1: making notes. Uh, we're giving so him that him when he heard. writes or the new draft... draft yeah actually i was I was actually writing a draft on my chalkboard actually really <laughs> nice. um yeah, no, I think I like that um I think I think we've done a bang up job here, folks. Well, let's see Good job. Oh, sorry,
3: did you want to add something more?
2: No, it's just really random, but didn't anyone else notice when he squeezes the rose, like blood comes out, but he's just squeezing the petals
0: Well, d- you've never been cut by the thorns on a rose petal before <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's like gushing out of his hand. It's like he's squeezing paint out of a it's, a rose juicy, or it's a juicy rose. It's <laughs> a juicy rose. It's a hell, it really, it's it's a really irritated It's a Hell's me. Kitchen rose. <laughs> <laughs> it really irritated
1: me. <laughs> you could, you could I, I I think people should just go back. Even if you watched it, if you wanted to watch if you watched it long, just be part of the podcast, um, watch it again and just like just. Just take a sheet of paper, write all the things that just don't make any sense (laughs) and then you're a teacher because there are lots. And the more you watch it, the more you think about it. It's just like like he at the end of the movie he walks away and leaves his mask there. Just, just like, I don't need that. Yeah, I'm leaving.
3: Yeah. Like,
0: no. I'm not da- I'm not daredevil anymore. Yeah, I'm unbuckling my collar. Well, he I'm he didn't need
3: it because earlier in the movie, in his, in his lair, he's got like a hundred of them. So. Yeah, that's true. He yeah, has yeah, a lot. He of- just leaves them all over the place. It's like his calling card. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, this is my rose, pitch. He puts his mask oh, right oh, on Fisk. Yeah, yeah. And he
2: did do a calling card when he kills the rapist on the subway or whatever. And
0: does the and double And does the D-
2: double D-, D. What did he? Why? Is that gasoline? Yeah. Lighter
0: fluid. He carries around some lighter fluid. Fluid, squirts it around. Just, uh, he's
2: exceptionally good for a blind man of doing calligraphy exactly. with lighter fluid.
3: Well, he's an exceptional blind man, right? <laughs> oh, Daredevil! <laughs> oh, terrible die job. I wanted to get one last thing in before uh, we go and see what the uh, the listeners thought about this sure. movie. Uh, uh, I just wanted to say hats off to uh, Jennifer Garner for her skills with the size, because I have used size before, and they are difficult. They are a lot heavier than you think. Did
1: you use them while you were listening to Evanescence blaring? (laughs) That's a secret. uh, Fighting (laughs) fighting sandbags flying from the ceiling for reasons we don't know.
0: You don't think they're heavy because they're small weapons, but they're actually very sturdy because they're meant to break swords. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're meant to. You catch a sword and you break it.
3: Oh. Were they not. Um, to to Weren't they, not? they uh,
1: farmer tools originally?
3: Like well, most for... ninja weapons were.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that's what the peasants had access yeah, yeah. to.
1: How long would it take that room to set up, though? Like the like the sandbag room. Yeah. And doesn't that make a big mess? Who's cleaning up that? I know. Wow, she's, she's rich. rich. These, are, yeah. Yeah. these are more like that's
0: what the butlers for.
1: Another another <laughs> sand filled room. Uh, you too can get on the note having you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll let you know what movie is coming up, and you can let us notes. Uh, you can give us notes, uh, and we will read them on the show, just like I'm going to do right now.
3: Right now, Colin. Right now,
1: uh, Nathan Martin said, "Well, the soundtrack was nice, and I don't care what anyone says. Colin Farrell is the best part of this movie." <laughs> You're welcome to have that opinion. He yeah. tried, uh, little, he tried very
2: person. hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know how loud uh, loud sounds hurt Daredevil in the end, but he blasts his music at 11 at the beginning.
0: I mentioned that <laughs> before. Yeah, it's very uh, inconsistent. Now that I'm
1: thinking about it, I don't think the movie is broken as much as it was tone deaf. My, so my weird callback <laughs> is thing is that. Is that, is that like, was that a pun? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was wondering how, like, it, they kind of establish early on that for Daredevil to sleep, he needs to sleep in his, like, like, sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. Uh, but then, after he, him and, and Electra have their night of romance, he just wakes up and he's in a bed. I'm like, you couldn't
0: sleep if you were in a bed. <laughs> the no the way. sound of her breathing would have been like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> this, no. like Her hair growing would have made you crazy. Like
2: <laughs> He didn't sleep. He just lied. <laughs> yeah, lived. he just lied <laughs> the whole time.
0: This um, is, I'm in hell.
2: <laughs> basically. This is a nightmare. Uh,
1: uh, Greg mentions have someone who's actually read the characters write it. True, true. Uh, Andrew says, release the director's cut instead of the original. More character development, especially for King Finn, leave out either Electra or Bullseye
0: well we were kind did of on say, board with it did you
3: say King Finn King,
1: especially for King Finn <laughs>
3: King Finn who is, who is a shark yeah. monster This was well
0: known comic character King Finn actually was, there is I a King just, Shark who's a Batman yeah, villain exactly. he's basically a giant King shark man I
2: would still watch Michael Clark Duncan in a shark oh, man. costume I
0: he, would he, also <laughs> if he was
3: just dressed the way he was in this movie but someone, he had a big fin on his back that would be amazing uh, we, I know
1: we've got people who talented people who listen to this podcast who have too much time for their hands someone make an animated version of this movie just use the same dialogue mm-hmm. Just uh, uh, all in, as fish. Um, uh, Dean says, just, uh, get, just get over it and let Kevin Smith wear the Daredevil suit. Also, I would watch. Uh, and Ashley mentions, uh, don't have Ben Affleck as the lead. What? Uh, get a better actor. They've done, they done good with the next Flitch original. I feel like there's only been two movies I've enjoyed Affleck, and that has
0: been Argo and Paycheck. What, not Dogma? Yeah. Pay- paycheck, not chasing I have, Amy.
3: I have watched Paycheck a ridiculous amount of times. <laughs> really? I don't think I've seen that one. I think that's is that the it's a John Woo
1: we film? Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> paycheck, writing that down.
3: Paycheck,
0: John Woo movie. Um, I, I, we and we all thought that Affleck was pretty good in this movie. I don't think he's yeah, Like it good. it's 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 not he's his not, fault that the script and the directing or something. He's not necessarily
3: bad in Batman <laughs> versus Superman. Either he's just.
1: I, I I texted Greg as I was watching this because there's the the one scene where they're they're having the chat on the roof and he's like he's talking about like Electra's like little charm she's wearing and she's like oh my mother gave me this for luck and his response was ah good luck charm eh or something along those <laughs> lines it's like <laughs>
3: she I don't been, care like, who you are you
2: can't that's what I just you said <laughs> <laughs>
3: like,
1: <laughs> like he's just mansplaining
2: good luck charms a mess, to me like, you son
3: like, of i I'm sorry
1: <laughs> yeah. No, like Affleck's Morgan Freeman can't do anything. with Affleck's that. Nah.
0: not a bad actor, guys. It, the problem is he keeps choosing really weird projects.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, but yes, I think we did a good job of fixing that movie. If they want to make another one,
3: let's just pat ourselves on the back a bunch. Hey, everyone, everyone loves that. Done we... and
1: done. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, Aaron, everything you want to you want to, want to plug before we sign off on the show
2: particularly nope. sorry I a, a recommendation <laughs> well, well if that you're if out.
3: you're in the if you live in the edmonton area uh, you can uh, visit uh, the uh, gilded rabbit oh
2: i mm. should plug this store. yeah um so i work at the gilded rabbit on the west side as long as the city doesn't tear us down <laughs> um yeah we're a Red art store and you should come say hey cool
1: the gilded rabbit done 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 scott c bourgeois
0: I have another podcast.
1: What? How dare you? (laughs) Uh,
0: The Read-Along with my lovely wife, Anita, who has also uh, been on the show a number of
1: times. She she, she is a crew member, yes.
0: It's true. Uh, The Read-Along is a mini book club for your ears with art by the lovely Aaron Beaver. Oh, Uh, look at that. uh, And we are currently finishing up Meddling Kids by Edgar Cantero. Uh, Depending on when this episode lands, we may have finished it so this is actually a good (laughs) jumping on point because if you read meddling kids you can binge our podcast which is very easily digestible around a half hour each episode and we're just about to get into a second book so you'll be on board for that you can follow us at the read along on all the social medias (laughs) greg uh, what do you do anything you want to plug
3: I'm a part of this podcast called I Have Some Notes. That's pretty
0: much
1: all
3: I'm doing right now.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, so if you want to follow us, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes. Uh, If you like the show, and I'm assuming you do. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't. (laughs) If you made it uh, this far. You certainly certainly don't uh, hate it. (laughs) If you uh, would uh, consider uh, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, we'd really, really uh, like you for it, and it really helps us out. Um, Do you you guys like footy and or footy-adjacent sports? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the Alberta Podcast Network has three of them. Uh, You can get your soccer on with the Four Kicks and the Loyal Company of River Valley Podcasts, or uh, you can tune into the Tight Ends Podcast if you prefer the Americanized footballery. (laughs) Uh, You can uh, find both those at Alberta Podcast Networks. Um, Our show and uh, all of those shows on the Alberta Podcast Network Uh, Are being broadcast on G Radio. You can find that on gradio.ca. And also, uh, if you have the CKUA radio app, which you probably should because it's great, uh, you can uh, also get all of the Alberta Podcast, uh, uh, all the uh, podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network on that app. Uh, You can download that from the Apple Store. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to this show. We uh, love you for it. Uh, We know you have a lot of options to listen to things. And if you chose this one, that's pretty awesome. Thanks. (laughs) And keep watching the sky. Break me up inside. Give me Size. <laughs>